KXNO Des Moines. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Last night's Big Ten baseball tournament game between the Iowa Hawkeyes and Nebraska was postponed due to dangerous weather in Omaha. The game will be made up today after the conclusion of the Ohio State-Maryland game, estimated first pitch 11.30 this morning. Iowa State sophomore guard Tyrese Halliburton has been invited to participate in USA Basketball's under-19 World Cup team training. Halliburton is one of 34 players invited to participate in the camp, which runs from June 15th through the 18th. Iowa State Wrestling has picked up a commitment as Norwalk State finalist Carter Schmidt commits to the Cyclone Wrestling Team. In a pivotal Game 5 last night, the Toronto Raptors picked up the first road victory of the series as they knocked off the Milwaukee Bucks 105-99. Here's Leonard for three. Yes. Oh, oh, he is feeling it. <laughs> the call from TNT Toronto at home Game 6 Saturday night as Nick Nurse looks to take his team to the NBA Finals. Baseball yesterday, the Twins tied a team record with eight home runs against the Angels. Oh, my. Another home run. The call from Fox Sports North. The Twins win at 16-7 and now have the best record in baseball at 33-16. The White Sox with another win last night. 4-0 over the Astros. Lucas Giolito was dealing. This is in the air. Third base side. Moncada is underneath, and donuts are on Lucas. 4-0 Sox. Complete game shutout for the transformed Lucas Giolito. The call from Jason Benetti, NBC Sports Chicago. Dwins and White Sox start their three-game set tonight in Minnesota. The Cardinals will be back in action this evening as they take on the Braves. Cubs this afternoon get the Reds 121st pitch. Kyle Hendricks on the bump for the Cubs. And Milwaukee welcomes in Philadelphia for a three-game set while the Royals host the Yankees. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Panthers, and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, about oh, 10 minutes away or so from giving you an opportunity, your final one on this program, uh, to uh, text to win that $1,000 cash, that giveaway. It ends, uh, the promotion ends here uh, at the end of the Fanatics program, uh, which comes your way today from 4 until well, I'm guessing 6.30, somewhere in there. Do you have the exact time? Cardinals are at home, right? 6.20 is uh, when the pregame show will begin for the Cards this evening against the Bravos. Decent series. Yeah, pretty good. Yep, not bad. Not quite as good, I don't think, as last weekend. No, I've, but... I looked at I looked at the entire slate of games. Funny you mentioned that. I, was, I, I did the same thing as you trying to... You know, find the what are we going to be holding on, yeah, on the weekend? Yeah, right. yep, mapping and it out. Not that good. Sunday night baseball is what? Sunday night baseball this week is. I can tell you real quick. It's Atlanta, St. Louis. Oh. it's okay. Cardinals. It's the Bravos. 
How and about Memorial Day? Is ESPN going to have a bunch of games oh, on? Oh, I bet that they will. Let me get to Memorial Day. ESPN, the coverage starts at noon. Miami, Washington. They have Cleveland and Boston. And they'll finish up with the Mets and the Dodgers, who are playing early on the West Coast. That's a 7 o'clock hour time first pitch. So, yeah. Where do the Cubs go? Cubs go to Houston. Oh, my. Yeah. 110 first pitch for that one. Hello, Brewers and Twins on yes. Monday. And uh, you mentioned those ESPN games, some really good pitching matchups there. The first one, they get to see Scherzer. He'll be pitching for the Nationals, at least scheduled for uh, the pitch. Sadly, though, he's probably probably going to have to go the distance because right. the Nationals bullpen, woof. Uh, and the Mets-Dodgers, how about DeGrom against Kershaw? Can I interest no you way. in that? Are you kidding me? Yeah. What time, 7 o'clock? No, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, you got the... Maybe a double dip. Uh, well, and yeah. Hockey for sure, game one. I don't know about for sure. What are we going to talk about Tuesday? Game one of the Stanley Cup or game seven, Milwaukee, Toronto? Oh, game seven, Milwaukee, Toronto. Exactly. I, I know I meant for sure. We know we have that game. Oh. We don't know if we'll have a game seven. True. True. With the Raptors. I hope we don't. <laughs> Honestly, selfishly, I hope we don't. Is it the Canadian in you? Is it the Nick Nurse angle? A little bit of both. No, it's a, I want to watch game one of the Stanley Cup. Ah! <laughs> An angle I wasn't even thinking about. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it is. You said it. It's the Canadian in me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, hockey's in my blood after all, like all of the fine Canadian lads. So anyways, uh, a couple of things I want to get to. Donovan McNabb. Um, he had a good career. He put up really good numbers. He did. Yes. He led his team to a Super Bowl and then puked literally. Remember that? I remember it well. Uh, but coming out and, 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 well, look, if Troy Aikman's in the Hall of Fame, I should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm. And, I, and I I understand the sentiment from his side. I completely get it. But you look at those Hall of Famers on those Cowboy teams, mm-hmm. and you ask them if they would have been there, or, or who on your team was the most critical to you getting to those three Super Bowl victories? And to a man, whether it's the... Uh, one of the greatest receivers in the game, certainly one of the greatest running backs to ever tote the football in the NFL, they will both tell you that this team is nowhere near the success without the quarterback. Without number eight, they have nowhere near the success and the notoriety that they have. You know what? You know who also said similar things? Hmm. Ray Lewis about Trent Dilfer. Without Trent Dilfer, no, we wouldn't he? have won that Super Bowl. No, I, You know what? That just kills my argument. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm going. Troy Aikman, to me, is one of the most overrated players is he really? of my lifetime. Well, not me. I like Troy Aikman. You know, I liked him as a quarterback. It was Ebbett Smith. It was that offensive line. It no, was they, those they had a it lot of guys. Defense. But it, yes, that was, those were good teams. I'm not staying. Well, Steve Berline was a backup, I think, for a couple of those years. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had would have had the same kind of success. But I think they could have won at least a Super Bowl with Steve Berline as the quarterback. Well, as you know, to your point, the Baltimore Ravens won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. Yes. But that defense was historic. Well, look at that Cowboys defense. Yeah, but Charles Haley the, coming off the no, edge and Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders and, and Parole to taking one side of the field away. Yes. No, they were thick. That's some guys. They There's were no really, doubt. really salty. It, so it, for you, Aikman is overrated, huh? Yes, absolutely. Did he get in first ballot? Yeah. That's what I thought. You look at the numbers. But these are, it's not like guys like me. These are NFL Hall. This is a prestigious club to be a part of. If you've got an NFL Hall of Fame vote, Goose Gossage has one. Uh, Goose Goslin, rather. Goose Gossage, a pitcher. Um, you know who has a Hall of Fame vote? He's Brinson's buddy. 
Oh, yeah. Howard uh, Balzer. Howard Balzer. Had him on before. I enjoy our conversation. I did, too. Howard. I did, too. We used to have Howard Balzer on a lot when Jimmy B was uh, here. Brinson started a lot of guys in this business. Yes. He did. Now, they don't ever come and get back to him anymore. They forgot about him. <laughs> right. Or you get him once, and then he goes back to that well, and they don't return his call. Right. Oh, you know, he started on the Mike Pereira is yeah, a Brinson yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a lot of them. He does. But uh, anyway. He is a shepherd. How about this? Troy Aikman, how many... 20 touchdown seasons did he have? Just how 20. many seasons did he play before it ended in Philadelphia with a concussion? How many How many seasons was he? Did he play 14? 89 was his first. 2000 was his final. So 11 years. 11 years. Of those, how many 20 touchdown seasons did he have? Yep. Well, since you're bringing that up, I'm going to say it's way lower than I would have thought. Uh, six. Once. Once. Did it once. Wow. One time. Boy, he's overrated. He threw 20, <laughs> 20 touchdowns. Now, I know the era we're talking about today. Different era, sure. But 20 touchdowns mm-hmm. is not exactly a high benchmark. Mm-hmm. He did it once. He threw 23 that season, had 14 picks. Career? So, And McNabb was done when McNabb came after him, clearly. Yes, yes. McNabb was done in what? 2012? Let's bring a pro football reference. It finished in 11. Finished in 11. With the Vikings. Okay. He, during his career, had one, two, three, four, five, 20 plus. But the game had changed. Offensive, it became way more offensive friendly at that point. And this is more of an Aikman thing for me. Guess 165 career touchdowns, Mm -hmm. 141 interceptions, 165 to 141. What were McNabb's? He is at 234 versus uh, 117. A lot more touchdown passes, mm-hmm. a lot less a lot interceptions. Fewer interceptions, yeah. 59% completion percentage. Now, Aikman does have him beat there, 61.5. Well, you know where he's got him beat. He's got the, the big one, three zip. That's the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Still, you look at these numbers, he was an overrated statistical quarterback. How about that? Okay. Is that a fair characterization? Yeah, you know what? I, you've sold your point. You've, you've made Without your case on this. Without being hot on it. No, you've made your point on this. I'm I'm coming around a little bit. Still, still, he still could play for my team. Yeah, this all could make up. <laughs> but uh, no, anyways, Aikman. Mm, I just didn't like the fact that you know, you know, why why, why poke it? Why why do that? You know, put your put your numbers out there. Let them stand alone. Let others compare them. You know, pick a quarterback that's in the Hall of Fame. Let us do that. Where did uh, this come from? Was he promoting something? No, I don't know where. It was uh, of all places. I mean, where should where do we? You know, now we realize that TMZ is a oh yeah. You got to go there because mm-hmm. they're going to get the quote. Now I don't know if it's two o'clock in the morning. When he's walking out of a bar. You know, I, I don't know if that's the case or not. Right. You know, that they got the beer goggles on. Um, he was on TMZ Sports TV show that airs weeknights on FS1. Looking at it right now. He expects to be wearing a gold jacket at some point in his future. Quote, I'm well, not hesitating he on that. I'm a Hall of Famer. Has he got close? I don't think so. I don't either. Do we get the numbers, the breakdown like we do baseball? No, you see, um, well, you have the cut down. Yep. So we know who did and didn't make it, but I don't know if we know who got close or not. Right. I don't think we do. I can't remember That's anything point, like that. Trent. No, baseball, baseball, we do know. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys have no chance. Uh, anyways, uh, good segment. Um, you've sold me a little bit here. Uh, Miller and Condon, we'll come back. No, we got to do this. It's the Final last time. time. It's a little melancholy here. Get out your Cheer phones up. right now. Get ready to text. Let's get somebody a thousand bucks. I would so love. 
for us to get off the three-day weekend and find out Tuesday you guys got one. Yeah. How Lauren awesome Condon, that You had a $1,000 winner. Yeah. It's time to go for the green uh, with KXNO and EKG Golf. Text the keyword SUPER to 200-200 right now. Your chance to win $1,000 cash. That's SUPER to 200-200. Standard message and data rate supply. You know, I know we have to put in that disclaimer, but mm-hmm. isn't standard message and data rates kind of like when you had to wait till 9 o'clock before you could have unlimited cell service? <laughs> yes, yeah. Kind of a thing in the past right? anymore. Now, there are still some people, I'm sure, that pay by the text message, that really? hardly use their phone. Yeah, maybe. There's still those people out there that put 20 bucks on their uh, pay-as-you-go cell phone, and that's all they need. Yeah. And uh, that one cost you a quarter. And wait till 9 o'clock for unlimited minutes. But it could... Win you a thousand. Right. And again, that keyword is super. Super. There it is. Like Super Bowl. Like Troy Aikman. Like Troy Aikman's got three of them. 200, 200. Super. 200, 200. Let's get another winner in the building, shall we? Uh, We will have Rob Doster on next. We're going to do a lot on Juwan Howard, etc., etc. We'll do some college basketball, some transfers, college basketball. Not a lot of hoops conversation coming up in the, well, certainly once the calendar turns to July, I wouldn't think. No. Right? Maybe makes its way back into the conversation. Maybe, well, I will mess up some way. We'll be talking about Oh, of about course. It. Yeah, yeah, there'll be something there. We'll have the Capital City League if something interesting happens there. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that. No primetime league no, anymore. It's gone. I hate it. It's not like I enjoyed watching the games or anything no, like it's that. something to talk about. It was a stepping off. Right, right. We're not breaking down box scores, but it was, hey, you know, Jack Dunchy has looked really good. Uh-huh. Or the C.J. Frederick. I see what Fran was yeah, talking about. Yeah. Or Toussaint. He's all wet. I'm or, telling you, this kid Toussaint is or the better other than advertised. This kid is a freshman, and he looks like a freshman. Mm-hmm. He's got a long ways to go. That's what we got from Absolutely. these. Absolutely. Loved it. Not having it anymore, but we'll still get Iowa State, and I'll look mm-hmm. at some of those new guys and the recruiting class coming in. Also a roster that is in a state of flux. Could be another name or two still added there. It sounds uh, like. We shall see. We'll talk to Rob Doster next. Claxton's giveaway in about 20 minutes or thereabouts. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO. Now you might be asking, Condon, why are you playing... I kind of like this tune. Katy Perry, you were... Singing was, what song was, Oh, I kissed a girl and I like it. Ah, uh, yes. What are your favorites? I do like that, too. There are people that love that I brought up your love of random pop songs from time to time. Is that right? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it sticks with you, whichever is playing in the car uh, when I turn it off. Anyways, Rob Doster, let's talk college basketball, shall we? Uh, as he joins the program. Rob Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? I don't know if I can keep coming on this radio show if you guys uh, are, don't think that Firework is Katy Perry's best song. Oh, it's that's a, a good one. It's a strong take, and it's, it's hard to disagree one. with, though. Yep, that's a good one. No <laughs> doubt about it. Hey, uh, let's uh, let's do Juwan Howard first of all. Um, do, did, they, did Michigan settle? Did they do the right thing? He's you know, never never recruited that we know of. Um, and certainly at this, you know, as the head guy, um, is 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 this is this a good fit at Michigan? You know, I don't know if it's fair to say that they settled because they weren't getting Brad Stevens and they weren't getting Billy Donovan and right. Jay Wright was not leaving Villanova to go to Michigan and you know so all, all these home run hires the hires that you would think would be great hires for a job like Michigan's, which to me is 
you know, probably a top 20 job in America. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't getting any of those guys, especially this late. Like, it was just weird timing. A lot of guys have kind of got settled in. You know, you, in the middle of May, if you already have, like, a really good job, you don't want to go out and get a new job and, and, and move and start everything over, especially, you know, if you're kind of in this situation. Like, take Nate Oates, for example. He probably would have been a guy that was in uh, real contention to get that job if he hadn't already taken Alabama. Um, so, it, it's the timing was a little bit unfortunate for him. Now, that said, I, I understand the issues that uh, guys that have come directly from the NBA have had coaching in college. You know, you look at Chris Mullen, you look at Avery Johnson, you look at, um, you know, even Patrick Ewing hasn't really gotten it going at, uh, at Georgetown yet. Um, I, I don't think that it's fair to compare Juwan Howard to Penny Hardaway because Penny Hardaway spent uh, basically a decade working in the high school and AAU ranks in the city of Memphis. And, you know, frankly, being a member of the Fab Five and coaching at Michigan is very, very different than being uh, the probably the third most famous person behind Elvis and Justin Timberlake to ever come out of the city of Memphis and go back and coach at that program. So um, in a vacuum, I don't think that this is a great hire. Now, that said, considering what their other options were, you know, Ed Cooley, uh, I think he would have been fine. Porter Moser, I think you're probably lucky if you're a Michigan fan if you didn't end up with him. Um, even like a Shaka Smart, I don't think those would have been uh, great fits. So considering what your other options were, I don't think he's got a bad situation. And, you know, assuming that he is smart enough to find a way uh, to add someone to a staff that has had experience as critical, you know, someone that, yeah, someone that understands how to recruit, someone that understands, like, that it's a violation if he has LeBron James FaceTime one of the players that he's recruiting, someone that knows what he's going to have to do to deal with boosters and deal with uh, media and deal with everything you have to do as a head coach at a program like Michigan that does not involve just coaching basketball. If he has someone on the staff that is able to kind of figure that stuff out and lead him through uh, whatever he needs to go through, I do think he's a guy that has coaching credentials, right? Like he spent 19 years in the NBA. His last three seasons playing, he played with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. The six seasons that he spent coaching, you know, part of that was with LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Part of that was with Eric Spolstra uh, building a franchise in an organization that is rooted in toughness, rooted in hard work, and rooted in player development. Like, look at the guys that, that at Miami that thrive, that, that end up uh, being better than anybody expects them to be based off of where they get picked. There's a long track record of them having success doing that. So I think that he probably has a coaching credential to be pretty good at the college level. The question is going to be, does he grind it on the recruiting trail? Does he want to put in that effort? Or is he just kind of looking to be a figurehead? And I don't think anybody knows that answer except for Juwan Howard. So um, I don't think it's a terrible hire. I don't think that it's a home run hire. I think that it's probably something that's going to end up leading to, you know, a team that makes a bunch of NCAA tournaments, a team that maybe – uh, you know, catch lightning in the bottle and, and play their way into a Big Ten championship. And it's going to have a couple of years where you look at them and they're like, wow, they're 18-15 uh, they're right now and they're going to miss the NCAA tournament again. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm, it could end up being great. It could end up being a bust, but I just kind of think it's the middle of the road. Uh, to me, it's, it, it's a little uninspiring, but based on the candidates that they had, it's not necessarily um, an, a horrible decision at all. Yeah, that's a fair point with the, the pool of candidates maybe not being as deep as you would think. What do you think Izzo thinks of this hire? I don't think that he's very worried about it at all. I think he probably would have been more worried about Ed Cooley. And, you know, Cooley, to his, uh, you know, 
to his credit, Providence has done a great job, and he took over something that that Keno Davis had run directly into the ground. But you know, he he's been coaching for 13 years, and he only has one season in his career where he had less than 11 losses. You know, he's only won one NCAA tournament game in 13 seasons as a head coach. Now, getting to five NCAA tournaments from Providence is not necessarily a bad thing. Like it's, that's pretty good and. You know, he is a guy that has a great personality. He is someone that you can have one conversation with and you're going to think that you're his best friend. And um, he's going to be able like, he's never left New England, never lived anywhere outside of New England as far as I know. Uh, but he's the kind of guy that if he went to Michigan, like, he's just so personable. He would have been able to establish relationships and recruit. I have no doubt he would have been able to get players there. And I think he's probably a good coach. He gets a lot of guys to play hard for him. It's just he doesn't have a proven track record of being able to win at the level that somebody like John Beeline did. You know, John Beeline was at West Virginia, and when he got the job, people kind of scratched their heads, but he had been to an Elite Eight in the Sweet 16, and, you know, he had been a 15 seed with Richmond and ended up upsetting uh, the number two seed. I think it was Syracuse that they ended up upsetting. So he had had a little bit more on his resume than Ed Cooley did. So, uh, again, I think Ed Cooley would have been fine. There's arguments that – say he would have been really good hire. There's arguments that say he probably would not have been a good hire. The same thing as Jawan Howard. So um, I don't think that Izzo was necessarily worried about either of these two guys, but I think that he probably would have been a little bit more nervous with Ed Cooley there just because he knows what to expect. Rob Doster joining us, NBC Sports, a look around college basketball. There's the other angle here, Rob, and that is reuniting the Fab Five. There has been continued speculation, conversation, the rift that has developed over the years with Chris Weber and seemingly everybody else out of that group there. I heard Chris Weber just very lightly brush it aside. He was on right after our show yesterday on Colin Cowherd. Well, Marv Albert brought it up in the broadcast last night. Did you hear it? And, and kind of, oh, I, I hadn't heard. What, what did you want to do? Uh-huh. Where is he going? It's, it's weird. What, and why do people, why are people so dead set in these guys being friends? They don't have to be friends, do they? No, I mean, they don't have to be friends. It's, it's The thing is, like, for so many of us, for, for so many people that are our age, like, that was the first team that we kind of fell in love with that wasn't our team, right? They came out with the baggy shorts, and they had this cool nickname, and, you know, these guys were playing the style of basketball maybe we didn't necessarily see before, and they had this swagger, and, um, you know, we want them to love the concept of the Fab Five as much as we do. And, you know, once you kind of get into it, um, think about like your fraternity brothers. There are some that you really like, and there are probably some that you can't stand and you never want to talk to, and you hope you never see again for the rest of your life. And that's probably what it is there. You know, sometimes uh, to be successful in a business or at a job, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like each other. It just means you have to be able to be professional to work alongside each other. So um, we'll see if this ends up being the kind of thing where they actually are are being truthful when they say that they all want to be friends again and. They're all ready to hang out, and they're all ready to bury the hatchet. And Or if it's just kind of uh, they're saying this because they want to see Michigan do well, regardless of who the head coach is. So I don't know. I, I just, I've just i never really found all that much interest in the Fab Five drama. It, it just, it's like the basketball version of the Kardashians, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob Doster is our guest. Rob, next Wednesday, an important date on the calendar. It's the final day where uh, – 
the kids have to make a decision, stay in or come back to school. Wednesday is uh, uh, is the final day to make that decision. I saw Brisdikas, I think I saw it on your Twitter feed, actually, uh, that he's going to stay in. Grant Williams, likewise. Who are a couple other big names? We're watching Lindell Wigington and Tyler Cook. We both feel like they're both gone. Cook from Iowa and Wigington from Iowa State. Um, who are a couple of names you're watching on pursuant to their decision that has to come by Wednesday at the latest? I think that the two biggest names are probably guys where they're not necessarily uh, going back to their same school. The biggest one to me is Kerry Blackshear, the guy from mm. Virginia Tech. Yep. If he, no matter if he ends up transferring somewhere, like we're talking about a guy that is in all American conversation. We're talking about a guy that could be an absolute difference maker. If say, you know, he ends up at Kentucky, who doesn't necessarily have a ton of front court prospects. That could be a difference between. Kentucky being a top five-ish team, and Kentucky probably maybe even being the favorite to win the national title heading into the season. I think that um, the other interesting one is Rajon Tucker at Memphis. You know, Memphis, for everything that they brought in, Penny's got a ton of freshmen coming in and a ton of talent on the roster. And those two five-stars, James Wiseman, is probably going to end up being a preseason All-American. I have them in my top ten right now. But that is assuming that Tucker shows up. And the reason why he's so important you know, he is a guy, 6'5", insane athlete, shoots 40% from three, and averaged 20 points a game in Arkansas Little Rock. He is a really, really, really good player. But he would also be the only guy that's not a teenager on that roster. You know, the thing about uh, this Memphis team, and, you know, all, do, all, all credit in the world to, to Penny for being able to put it together, but we've seen over the years it's not the easiest thing to do to be able to coach a bunch of 18- and 19-year-old five of kids to the kind of success that Memphis fans are going to be expecting with a team that enters the season as a preseason top 10 team with the number one recruiting class in the country. That's where Tucker comes in. He's a veteran. He's old. He is a guy that is, in my mind, a very legitimate NBA prospect. So uh, I think if he ends up at Memphis, we're looking at a situation where that is like really legitimately a team that can go out and win a national title. And if not, uh, you know, I'm still going to have him in the preseason top 10 because there's too much talent on that roster, but I think losing him might end up meaning that maybe they're even losing the best player that they're going to have next season. Rob, uh, on the local front, Jordan Bohannon underwent hip surgery yesterday, possibility that he could be lost for the year. I know a lot of the preseason, the two early top 25s had Iowa as a top 25 team. Now, no Isaiah Moss, no Tyler Cook. Nicholas Bears graduated and looks like a real possibility that Jordan Bohannon isn't going to be there. Just how bad in your mind could it be for Iowa this season if Bohannon isn't able to play? I mean, he's he's such an important piece for them. And it's not just the numbers that he puts up. Uh, he's kind of developed a reputation, and, and uh, rightly so, for being one of the best clutch shooters in all of college basketball. I mean, I kind of went through it uh, after he got hurt, but they were like, there's like eight or nine shots that you can argue were like the biggest shot that he's hit in his career. And there's not a lot of guys where you can kind of make that argument and make that distinction. So um, losing him is big. But on the other hand, like, he's got one year left. And, you know, we saw with his numbers last season, he kind of took a dip. Like, he wasn't the same player he was as a sophomore. And um, I think it's it might be better overall. If you're going to go only get one more year of Jordan Mahanen, you might as well just, like, let him get completely healthy, right? I agree. And I don't think there is, I don't think there's necessarily a guarantee – from what I can tell, that he is going to miss next season. Um, my understanding of the my understanding of the situation was that um, the 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 recovery time 
for the surgery that he's having is kind of variable. Like it could be five months. It could also be something where it's 10 months and he's not fully healthy until you know, January or February. And that's a very, very different story than, uh, you know, getting the surgery done and getting cleared to run and get in shape by early October and then cleared to play by, um, by the first week of November, which means that he would be ready to go for the season. So uh, I don't, We'll see how this all ends up playing out. It kind of all depends on how well he's able to heal from the surgery and maybe how bad it is once they actually get in there and figure everything out. But uh, I don't think that it's 100% that he won't play this season. But if he doesn't play, I mean, you just listed everyone. And that is a lot of people to be missing off of mm-hmm. one roster of a team that, you know, all due respect, uh, Iowa was just kind of like they were just pretty good last season, right? They mm-hmm. were not talking about a team that was, um, you know, a number one or a number two seed. So, uh, it, it would be a big blow for Iowa, at least in the short term. Maybe in the long term, it'll work out better for him. Uh, but in the short term, it's not necessary. I mean, you never want to lose guys to injury. Let's just put it like that. No doubt. Uh, have a wonderful weekend, Rob Doster. Thank you for what you do for us. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, next time I better get that uh, fireworks. fireworks. We got it. You got it. Mental note made. Thanks, pal. Hey, guys. Good to talk to you. Rob Doster, uh, NBC Sports com college basketball talk good piece with uh, Doster a lot of different angles here the off season of college basketball and they're still well you know I wanted to get to um, Mike Brady see his comments yesterday he's nope. not for this because we're seeing the NCAA do the right thing and grant more waivers mm-hmm. regarding immediate eligibility we're certainly seeing that in football yes um, basketball it is happening but I don't think percentage wise to the football they don't want this Coach, coaches do not want this. I don't get it. Good God. P.J. Fleck, he was uh, going out. There's another one, yeah. He was all against the decommitments in, in college football because he's had three of them this month. Mm-hmm. Well, Jamie Pollard made that same faux pas a few yeah, years ago, right? When he put out that letter and they became transfer you for crying out. Look, Pollard doesn't make a lot of mistakes. That was one of them. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, that was a, that was a bad one. But um, anyways, so we'll see where it's this goes. It's continuing to change. We I like it selfishly, Trent. And it's, it's getting closer and closer, I think, and see players being able to use their likeness to make money. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be the financial windfall that many people believe for these student-athletes? I no, don't think and, so. And will it kill athletic departments? Absolutely not. Well, it won't even touch them. No. It's not them getting paid. It totally is, agree. It is the car dealership that's going to go out and give a kid $20,000 yep. to be on a local commercial. Right. Maybe it, it's Nike mm-hmm. that's going to give a kid $100,000 yep. to wear their sneakers, but... That, George Niang would have made a pile of money. Yes, he would have. Right? Yes. Uh, he still is the ICM from time to time on local commercials. Yeah, but I mean, during his career, yes, right. when he was at Iowa State, he's one of those guys. Who else would have made? Uh, I'm guessing Lanning would have made some money. Lazard. Mm-hmm. The locals, right? And yes. the guys that aren't local, but they sort of, you, you grav, gravitate to them right away. Here's one that Jordan Bohannon would. The window was incredibly small, but it would have been a good window. Meg Augustuson. Yeah. Oh, excellent. I mean, one. she became a excellent star yes. in her senior year. Just got cut in the WNBA. Right. Who knows what her professional basketball career mm-hmm. is going to be but if she could have made 30 Excellent. 40 $50,000 here during the You've last had a 5 hell months of an hour here to finish out the week trend coming in strong you you're finishing strong is That's what you're doing That's how you do it let's give away some barbecue shall we uh, 2845966284592 making guffs just good mm. for you yeah. um Claxons, Altoona 20 plus years in Altoona we'll give you four sports questions games 
you give us four answers. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate. The runner-up will get 25 You can't have won this contest in the last 30 days. We have our four contestants. Their lines are ringing. If you're getting a ring, you're in. Busy signal. Sadly, you're going to have to wait until next week. We'll give away the Claxons Barbecue when we come back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. For one for podcasts. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Final segment of the week. We are all off on Monday, by the way. No rush, no us, no Murph and Andy, no fanatics. We're all back on Tuesday as an FYI. But tomorrow, the Saturday morning pregame, it airs as scheduled, 8 o'clock, 8 until 10. Joe Stacy, the voice of the Barnstormers, and that um, outstanding softball pitcher for Drake, whose name escapes me. She had all those perfect games this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. She's going to be on the program as well tomorrow. Sean Roberts and Emery Songer. All right, Mike, Mark, Doug, and Chris. Here are the games we're going to give you as you guys listen on hold. Blues or Bruins? Raptors are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Phillies and the Brewers this weekend, three games set at Miller Park. Indy 500, well, the winning car will have an odd or even number. And then the tiebreaker is, we're at that point, Trent. you got to yes, scramble. Right? Yes. Uh, Barnstormers total points, just theirs, not their opponent tonight. Barnstormers in action at the well tonight. Just Barnstormers total points closest without going over. Claxon's in business for over 20 years, 3131 uh, 8th Street in Altoona, Southwest 8th Street in Altoona. Their website is Claxon. Barbecue, C-L-A-X-O-N-B-B-Q dot com. Uh, Mike joins the program. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing fine. Blues or Bruins? Game one on Monday night. Blues. Toronto is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Milwaukee tomorrow. I'm going with Milwaukee. All right. Uh, stay with Milwaukee. They host the Phillies for a three-game set. Who will win the series? I'm going to go with the Phillies. All right. Indy 500, the winner's car will have an odd or even number. Even. And Barnstormer's total points tonight is the tiebreaker, closest without going over. Uh, 43. 43. Thanks, Mike. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Mark is next. Mark, how's things? Good. How you doing? Doing fine. Blues or Bruins in game one? Take the Blues. Toronto's a a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bucks tomorrow. I'll take the Raptors. Milwaukee and the Phillies collide at uh, Miller Park this weekend. Three-game series. Who will win? Brewers. Uh, Indy 500. Odd or even on the winning car? Odd. And Barnstormers total points uh, tonight closest without going over? 28. 28. Thank you, Mark. Have a good weekend. All right. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Uh, Doug is next. Doug, Miller and Condon. Doug, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing fine. Blues or the Bruins on Monday? I'll go with the Blues. Toronto's a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Milwaukee tomorrow. Uh, We'll go with Milwaukee. Milwaukee and the Phillies this weekend, three games set. Uh, We'll go with Milwaukee. Uh, Indy 500, odd or even? Uh, We'll go even. And the Barnstormers total points closest without going over, Doug? Uh, we'll go 40. 40. Thank you, Doug. You have a good weekend. And Chris uh, brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Good. Blues Bruins, game one in Boston. Bruins. Uh, Toronto, Bruins. two and a half point favorite at home over Milwaukee. 
Toronto. Milwaukee Phillies, three-game set. Phillies. Indy 500, odd or even? Odd. Barnstormers, total points, closest without going over. 45. Thank you, Chris. You have a wonderful weekend. You too. Thank you. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate Claxons for making this possible. We do it each and every Friday at about this time. Indy this weekend. Uh, Sunday? Yeah, I might. You know I'm going out Sunday night. You said this to I'm me earlier in the week. downtown Des Moines. It's getting closer, though. No, we're still in. I'm still, I'm in, 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 in. So if I text you Sunday? I'm out. <laughs> out and about? No, or I'm out. You're yeah, out no, of actually I'm, doing it. I think I'm going to start at Johnny's. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then i got to find the rest. I don't want to go to Centro. We always go to Centro. The, yeah. one, the one time every three or four years when we go out, we always end up there. Um, Something a little different? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, uh, what is it, DiGiano? Is that what it's called? I don't know. Uh, maybe Americana or something. I've heard of that. My wife wants to go there, so that's probably where we're going to end up. So. That'll be good. I hope so. Sunday night out? Yeah. Indy 500 before? Yeah, uh, Cardinals Sunday night baseball. Yeah. I was get a seat in front of a TV so I can watch the game. That's the way to do it. Going to get an Uber so I can drink my fill yep. and <coughs> not have to worry about it. So a Sunday night out. I like it. Sunday night out. Well, this is a big weekend for me. Do you mind? Go if, ahead. If I go down this road. Go ahead. This, this weekend's pretty special in my life, yeah. right? So... Um, and it's different for me. I look, I, I, I'm not, this isn't a, uh, you know, story of uh, hardship by any means. You know, I didn't walk to the border. I wasn't, didn't come across a boat to the border and have to line up uh, in New York City. I packed my car and sat in air conditioning, but it's still, I mean, I'm an immigrant. It's what I am. I'm just, um, and this was the weekend 30 years ago. It was a Saturday morning. So it's actually May the 27th, which is Memorial Day this year. Okay. But it was a Saturday in 1989, and I packed my car the night before and hoped it wouldn't get broken into. Um, <laughs> you know, all of my clothes, everything, TV, etc., and got up and headed for the border early 7 o'clock probably in the morning because I had no idea how long it was going to take. I had all my immigration papers. You're good there. I was good. Every I dotted T crossed that when I got to the border and I told them that, um, you know, I'm not visiting for the weekend. I'm immigrating to the country. Um, that I wasn't going to have, you know, you don't have this. You got to go back, you know, because I had to work on Monday. Wow. So I had to, you know, it was my one shot to get over on Saturday. I probably could have done son. But anyways, um, got in the car and drove to the border and had no idea what to expect, how long it was going to take to get across, right? You've been to America before. Oh, I come all the time. I loved going to the States. What I mean, was I, this, the... Grand Forks. Grand Forks. Yeah, it was, it's the closest quasi-city. Town. <laughs> yeah, it's grown, but yeah, yeah. town um, to, to Winnipeg. So Winnipeg to the, to the border is an hour. Okay. And it's the border that everybody crosses on in, for Winnipeg, or the majority, is right up I-29. Mm-hmm. I mean, I-29 ends in Pemina, North Dakota, and you cross it and you're in Manitoba. So, but I found another border crossing. I was told to go to this other border crossing that's nowhere near as busy because if you're going to do this, you get to Pemina. You could be ours, is what I was oh, told. Okay. So I, I don't remember the name of the town. I believe it started with an N. And I got to the border 30 years ago this weekend. And Trent, it was five minutes. Tops. I mean, I thought I had no idea, right? They're mm-hmm. going to go through my trunk, they're going to go through everything. Can they read my writing? Is this paper, you know, is it accurate? Is everything in order? It couldn't have been easier 30 years ago to cross the border. 
But so th- this was um, this was when I did it in thirty. I mean, it's almost to the point where I've spent half of my life in in the United States. Wow, it really is a wow for me. I mean, a lot of people move, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't move countries. No, not at all. You know, I turned down a chance to move to Toronto, which is the media capital of Canada. Right. Um, that never interested me. I always had a, a draw to the States. I, I'm not sure. I don't know why. But you never thought it'd be Des Moines for 30 years. Basically 30 years. No. No, no, no. I was coming to, this was a stepping stone, and I was going to call the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Because I was good enough to do that, and one that that's where I'm going to finish, damn it. But there's something about this place. There really is. It I, has a pull yeah. hold on a lot of people. You know, I know a lot of folks went crazy over that woman from the New York Times that mm-hmm. visited last week and took shots. Let her take shots. <laughs> Let everybody think that this is the, the armpit of the world. Right. You know, we like it like this. We don't want people coming from everywhere to descend upon this community. It's a wonderful place to live, Iowa is. For our job, it's a great market. Trent, it's spectacular. And especially for me, I don't have a dog. Right. You know, and I know that's harder and harder to find somebody that is not an Iowa grad, an Iowa State grad. It's it's rare, but we have Big Ten, Big Twelve that are important, mm-hmm. that matter. Two huge universities that matter Trent, in this market. We are, I, you know, what we couldn't do. I don't know. There certainly wouldn't be four local shows mm-hmm. if there wasn't Iowa and Iowa State passion that exists in this state. Right. I mean, it moves the needle. And then you got the NFL teams. You got the regional interests. You really do. And you know what? I, I've told you before, I, I've talked to, in the past, Phil Mackey, who does radio up in the Twin Cities mm-hmm. uh, on the ESPN affiliate up there. He told me when the Twins are terrible, the summers are awful. I bet. Because you still have to talk about that. And if the Vikings don't have much well, PA doesn't there, have any trouble. <laughs> it's very true. Right. But he's got that Viking. If the Vikings look like they're not going to be very good. Well, he's not going to say that. <laughs> because that's all you can do. No, I, mean, I get you. Yeah. But here... Well, you know what? If we look at a year and the Bears are going to stink, and even though I'm a Bears mm-hmm. fan, we don't talk about the Bears. Mm-hmm. And the Cubs are a thing now. And we talk about the Cubs. And when the Twins aren't good, we don't talk about Twins. Nope. This year we can. Yes, we can. But you know what? Three years ago, we were talking a lot of Royals. We were. And we can do that. The Cardinals in the back and forth. Mm-hmm. It is a great market for what we do. It's a great place to live. I'm totally uh, in on that one. So I'm, uh, just if you follow me on Twitter, you're going to see this on Monday, and I'm, I'm probably going to hit you over the head with it one more time. But it means a lot in my life. It really does. Glad I mean, to have you here. I'm glad to be here, Trent. Uh, no doubt about that. 30 years, half of my life. Um. Anyways, thank you for letting me do that. So what do you got planned this weekend? Nothing. Come on out if you're out and about Sunday. Uh, we got a graduation party for my nephew. Nick just graduated from Bradley. He has uh, got a job already with the Iowa Wild, so he's going to be starting. Really? What's he going to do? Sales? Uh, he's Yep, and he is in the sports marketing and business side of things. Maybe someday he'll be sitting in one of these chairs. I, I don't think he would mind that one bit. So uh-huh. congratulations to Nick. I know he listens a lot. Good. And uh, he'll be graduating. So his party this weekend, family pictures on Sunday for my mom's 60th birthday. Oh, very Happy nice. Happy birthday to mom. She turns 60 tomorrow. So a busy week. So I'm your mom's age. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's old. How's that make you feel? Not good. Uh, anyways, uh, you folks out there, have a wonderful weekend. Make it safe. Uh, again, don't forget tomorrow morning on your radio dial, if you're headed to the, one of the farmer's markets or wherever, uh, Saturday morning pregame show, Sean Roberts and Emery Songer, they're on the air at 8 o'clock. All of the local shows are off on Monday. Still local programming today, though. Murph and Andy at 2 and the Fanatics at 4. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Miller & Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.